We save approximately 28,000 tons of carbon emissions. That's, that's a, the equivalent of, of powering about 50,000 households. Wow. And we're live. Today we have with us Gurpreet Gudral, who's the Managing Director of Renewable Energy at the Atrato Group. Can you explain to people what you actually do as a managing director of renewable energy? Like, what does that actually mean? So Trato Onsite Energy is an investment trust listed on the London Stock Exchange. It is a, a renewable energy investment trust. Uh, we focus on investing in solar projects across the UK. The, the mandate is, is very simple. Uh, strategy is to invest in solar PV projects that connect directly into corporates. And the reason why that's uh, important is when you have your electricity bill, whether it's you or a big company like Tesco's, they effectively have two parts of their electricity bill, um, the commodity cost and the non-commodity cost. The commodity cost is how much it costs to actually make the electricity. And, th and in this country, it's the cost of gas. Okay, So <laughs> gas determines the price of electricity in this country. And then you have a non-commodity cost, and that's everything else uh, associated to obtaining electricity. And that's paying for the grid, paying for policy costs, paying for your supplier margins and things like that. Um, what we do is we disintermediate the non-commodity cost. And so we install solar PV systems on rooftops of large Tesco supermarkets, um, big car manufacturers, aerospace businesses, heavy in industry. Uh, and we might be on their roofs or big warehouses or big factories, or we might be in adjacent lands where we have PV systems that are basically uh, installed right next to the factory and then a private wire that goes straight in. And ultimately what we're doing is we're saving big corporates a lot of money on their electricity bill by, by just delivering them electricity through our PV systems. So obviously clean, so there's a lot of green kudos that goes with it. But one of the key drivers, especially now in this kind of energy climate, is saving saving companies, which ultimately should feed into individuals who are buying buying stuff from these companies with with lower bills. So that's that's the kind of mandate of the fund. It's it's pretty unique in the sense that most other renewable energy funds, whether it's run by Macquarie or BlackRock or Blackstone or, or 3i or whoever, tend to be more focused on very large grid connected projects. Um, so these are big solar farms or big wind farms or offshore wind farms. Whereas our focus is very niche in that we're focusing on those private wire installations, those on-site <laughs> energy generation systems. So that's that's the fund, that's the mandate. The investment trust itself is is essentially an SPV with no employees, it's just assets and money. I work for um, the investment advisory group called Atrato. Before I joined, was essentially managing a real estate fund, and then I joined to set up the renewable energy franchise, which, which uh, our first fund was the the on-site energy fund, which we IPO'd on the stock exchange in November. November 2021. Uh, so yeah. I joined in January, spent the best part of 2021 building a team, building a strategy, going out, meeting investors, and then launching the IPO, which we successfully complete, completed at the end of the year. What attracted you to the project in the first place? Like, why did you want to go into this renewable energy space? So, so I've been in renewables right, right from the beginning, right? So, so ever since university, always in the sort of investment banking context, uh, worked for various different banks, spent most of my career uh, at a bank called Macquarie, which is a large uh, Australian infrastructure specialist bank, uh, always worked within renewable energy. Why renewable energy? Uh, well, it's a good question. I mean, it wasn't something that, you know, when I was a kid, I was always dreaming about, 
right? Like it's mm. it's it's it wasn't anything like that. I, I guess I, I I started off being an equity analyst for uh, for a bank. Uh, my boss, um, this was a, basically a research analyst, and and our job as a research analyst is to to write uh, write publications on companies and giving investors recommendations on whether they should buy, sell, or hold a stock. And at the time, my boss asked me to sort of cover this really small at the time penny stock, and they made uh, fuel cells. All right, and back yeah. in, and this is this is going back right, fifteen years or so, and they had just IPO'd. It was a, it was a kind of a, a very much a, you know a startup business. I think at the time they had a core technology with good people, and they asked me to cover it. My first note, you know, as the lead analyst, just a kid out of uni, published it, got a lot of traction. Suddenly realized that actually there weren't that many people covering renewable energy stocks. Like there was lots of people doing telcos, dot com, lots of bank analysts, lots of other analysts. But actually the the sort of alternative energy or renewable energy space just there wasn't really anyone dedicated on it. And the firm that I worked for gave me the sort of you know, it's quite cliche and cheesy to say about the platform, right? They just said, go, go run with it. And, you know, as a young analyst, if, if you get the chance to be the lead analyst, because normally you sort of, you report up to someone who's the lead analyst and then you work your way up. They gave me the chance to just run with it. And then, yeah, I just, I guess I just um, built a little, um, a little franchise out of that. Um, and, uh, and then a few years ago, I got asked to move across to um, the the kind of principal investment team at Macquarie, uh, which is where they use the um, the bank's balance sheet to invest and develop projects, so real assets, so not, not looking at stocks, but actually investing in real real infrastructure projects, whether it's offshore wind farms, solar PV projects, energy from waste. Spent some time there. And then got talking to uh, I got introduced to Atrato. They 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 had ambitions to set up their second fund. They didn't really at that time have a huge amount of experience in the renewable space because they were all kind of real estate folk and had uh, built a fantastic fund, which is also listed in the real estate space. And you know this particular niche I don't think was ever uh, focused on by many of the big funds. So it just gave us a bit of an opening and it was, you know, it got a lot of traction when we went out and met investors. It resonated with folk, made a lot of sense. It's the world's easiest sell. You go to yeah. a corporate, you say to them, what's, you know, from an energy perspective, what what are the two, two well, three key things that's bugging you from an energy perspective? It's the price, it's the volatility, and it's dirty, right? Mm-hmm. Our solution is really simple. We give you cheaper electricity that's at a fixed price and it's clean. Yeah. So it's really simple. So like today, like a lot more people are trying to get involved in the new energy from the, because climate is obviously much bigger a topic maybe than when you started your yeah. career, right? Yeah. So there's so many people listening right now, maybe are thinking they want to make a difference somewhere in the climate tech space. They're trying to look at what the opportunities are, how do they get involved in that world? What advice do you have for somebody who maybe wants to get involved in climate, wants to get involved in this space, but maybe doesn't exactly know where they should go yet? Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's such a big industry, right? You can you can get into this, the industries through so many different ways, whether it's from a finance perspective, whether it's from an engineering perspective, whether it's from project management. There's just so many different facets of the industry. The best advice that I could give, you know, people always talk about it's not what you know, but who you know. That's It's what you know, yeah. right? Like it really is what you know. Forget about who you know, right? Mm. I mean, you're, you're a kid coming through university, you, you're trying to break into the industry. Someone that you might know might may open the door for you to to get an interview or get through that door. But but it's what you know, right? So mm-hmm. so it is it is very it is about kind of understanding the content 
understanding how it works. That doesn't mean that you have to get a degree in this subject. Like you can learn. You it. did that, right? You you did a I master's. Did, yeah, I did a finance. I did a finance degree. I did a finance degree, and so it was very cliche kind of business type. You know, finance. Stayed on uni to do a, a master's uh, in a more kind of specialized finance degree. Um, started working and then a new course uh, masters opened up at Oxford in sustainability. It was the first cohort to join, managed to get on the course. It was, it was whilst I was working. So it was pretty neat and worked, helped me out, you know, you know, with the fees and stuff. So, but I'd already got, you know, kind of a few years of experience in, in sustainability and renewable energy. But, but I, like I said, it's not about going, going to the right school. It's not about uh, getting that degree in that specific space. You can learn so much um, without it, but, it, but you need to know the content. And it is one of those technical, degree, uh, technical subject matters, right? So, so you do yeah. need to, to kind of, to, to understand it. And when you understand something, then you can command presence in a conversation. You can, you can solve problems. Because you've got the background, right? And you're not waiting for someone to give you the answer. So, so you know, if you're, if you're coming into to any industry, right, it doesn't, if, doesn't matter if it's finance or renewable energy. It's, it's um, you know, just mastering it and understanding it and just spending time, Yeah, you know, just spending time learning it. Yeah, it's a good point as well because I think a lot of people might, for example, be go for like advocacy, right, where they talk about a subject or they try to encourage other people to do it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you've got that technical knowledge and scientific knowledge, you can make more of a direct impact yourself yeah. on the, like in the industry, for example, right? Because what you're doing now, say for example, by having those solar panels on those big supermarkets and those big car parks, then how much energy is being saved there that would normally be made in other ways, right? So yep. that makes a huge impact because you've got that background where you're doing it through the industry, yep. as opposed to maybe just going, like for example, what you're doing today, right? You could be telling people to go and make change, but you're being part of the change yourself. Yeah. No, it's, and that's that's a great. I'm I'm really privileged to be part of that, right? Like be, being able to to actually make an impact, um, and that's just through the support of of the of the investors that we got, right? So so we raised 150 million pounds in November. There was we had a really strong appetite. We could have raised a lot more. We we maintained our position. We 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 didn't want to raise too much money with investment trusts. Um, the 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 thing the difference between a public investment trust and a and a private equity fund is that when when you raise money from a in, in, in the public markets, you actually receive the money. Yeah. So it's in your bank account, right? Or it's in the, in the fund's bank account. It takes time to invest. And if that money is just sit, sitting there, just not generating that much interest. Right now it's generating a lot of interest because of yeah. the market, but back then, you know, you're not earning much. And so, so we had to, we had to be pretty disciplined about that. And, um, and, and, and being able to, to deploy that money and invest that money, which we have now, into projects that actually is making a real difference um you know it's actually and we and we track all of that right we track how many yeah. carbon emissions we're saving what the what the equivalent is in terms of planting trees and, and the numbers just getting bigger and bigger can you give us some examples of some of those numbers yeah we save approximately twenty eight thousand tons of carbon emissions that's that's a, the equivalent of of powering about fifty thousand households wow hey everyone i hope you're enjoying this episode so far the bay hq has a podcast but we're so much more than that. So if you want to find out about all of the events we've got going on, all the different ways you can meet each other, as well as resources to help you build the business of your dreams, then check out the link in the show notes, sign up to our newsletter, where you get a weekly roundup, which we like to call the Bay Letter, that will keep you in the loop. If you want to help us out, the best thing you can possibly do is sign up to our newsletter and share it with your friends. So that's enough from me now. Let's get back to the show. And 
obviously like the fund has been going only for a short time so far. Yep. What's the ambition? Like what's the, what impact do you want to make over time? So, so um, yes, you're right. We, we launched in, in um, over 18 months ago now. Um, we're now at a position where we've deployed and invested the capital. Um, we've got a couple of big projects being built out and will be commissioned over the next few months. Um, the ambition is to grow, uh, to grow the fund. Um, look, um, you know, we, we think this, this genuinely has the capability of being a FTSE 250 business. We'll raise more capital, um, probably in the same kind of order, 100 to 150 million pounds. And then the cycle just uh, turns again. So, so we then spend that money, invest that money, continue to build the portfolio and then raise again and raise again. So over the course of the next four or five years, you know, be, being above, above a billion pounds of market cap is, is, the, is the target. Obviously, that's a huge goal, right? But then you're on the path to doing that. Yep. And what have been some of the challenges that you said, like when you went to go and raise capital, because so many people are interested in the climate right yeah. now, you said it was easy, but how is that being very modest or what was well, the challenge I mean, to it, it, At the time it wasn't easy, right? Yeah. Looking back, it, 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 was, it was a good time to raise capital. Um, the market in 2021 was was uh, it was very much a bull market, and and so we we did raise money at the top of the top of the market. I think it's fair to say, at the time, it certainly wasn't easy. I think I I met in in the course of um, the roadshow, the IPO roadshow, maybe 80 to 90 investors in in the space of three weeks, two weeks. Wow. Leading up to that, the, you know, we're preparing a presentation which probably had about 60 to 70 turns different iterations, you know, you know, you've, you've, you've got to manage accountants, you've got to manage the tax lawyers, you've got to manage the lawyers, you've got to manage your brokers. So, you know, and, and build a team and an infrastructure. So, so no, it was, a, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a hard slog having a really simple message, a really simple story that happens to, to fit the market at the time. And that's just luck right helps and just obviously having a really good team um like the, the atrato team are fantastic they've done it once before they had a lot of track record with those same investors which which meant it was far easier reaching out to the these same folk and kind of presenting a story hearing their feedback tweaking it presenting it again hearing their feedback so from from january through to um i think august we spent a lot of time fine-tuning the message and then we went out in, I think, October, did three weeks and kind of doing seven, eight meetings a day. Same thing, hour, hour, you know, same thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of, all of it on, on Zoom and Teams. So yeah. no, no, no real face to face messages. So that was, that, um, that was weird, but, but really efficient because you could just, you know, there was no, there was no time in between meetings. You just went straight to the next one, straight to the next one. So, so it meant that we could cover a lot of ground. Um, and now since then I've been going around meeting everyone uh, for yeah. the first time. So it's been great. It's, it's the world's easiest sell. We say, we say it as a bit of a joke, but it's, it's, it's not really, it ticks a lot of boxes, but, but one thing that, that it makes it very difficult is that what you're, what you're asking a corporate do is commit to buying energy from your PV system for 20 years. And they're not used to that, right? They're just not yeah. used to that, right? So, so there's a there is a bit of a mind shift there. But but some of the corporates that we've already engaged with, they're obviously you know progressive in their space. They 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 understand it. Uh, it's made it made it. You know, we eventually got there. So we we deployed the capital, and now we we go back. So obviously, in your role as managing director as well, because that's different. It's related to what you've done before, but it's going to be different in terms of the pressure and raising the fund. What's been the biggest challenge for you other than actually raising the capital itself? There's lots of challenges. Every day there's there's something that comes up, right? I mean, building the right team, 
you know, it's super important. You know, I've been really lucky with the people that we've hired. Uh, some some of the folk that I've known before, so some new new people that have joined. So that that that's super important to have that because you know there's there's now about ten of us and and you know we've all got our own kind of disciplines and you know they've got a they've they they've been fantastic. Um, so but finding those people is, is hard. Um, How did you find them? So some some of the folk I know I knew from previous previous um, experiences, uh, worked with them before, been on transactions with them before. And some folk just just through kind of normal you know interview processes, and so um, and you generally get a good feel for 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 you know who's going to fit into the team. That's been hard, but but been worked out okay for us. Um, and then just building the infrastructure, right? So so all of a sudden you're you're kind of running a public fund that 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 requires a huge amount of process and a huge amount of set standards because it's other people's money, right? That you're dealing with, and um, and so 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 having that plumbing in place beforehand is super important. That's been a challenge, but as I said, um, when I joined Atrata, they'd done it once before, they know how to do it, and so that kind of again really cliche cheesy phrase but you know that platform kind of kind of helps right from not just from a from an investment perspective but from a compliance perspective from a hr perspective from uh from an esg perspective and 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 all of that so so having that base is super important because because it could all go wrong right if you get one thing wrong from a compliance point of view from a legal perspective so so you need to have that space uh, or place to, to to kind of allow you to grow yeah and like I said, like a lot of your clients are in the corporates, right? Yeah. Like large corporates. Mm-hmm. If there's people now who maybe are at those kind of companies, right, who are liking what you're doing yep. and they're thinking maybe their company should be involved or are you very specifically looking at certain times? Because at the moment you said supermarkets and I think you said car garages, right? Uh, car manufacturing facilities. Factories, yeah. So, 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 yeah, I mean, big, big, uh, big uh, factories. That, uh, so, so we've got a project up in uh, Sunderland right now, uh, the Nissan factory. Um, yeah. So, so we're we're putting twenty megawatts of uh, uh, solar PV systems. Um, uh, Nissan's factory up in Sunderland is one of the biggest in Europe. I think uh, yeah. we'll be energizing about ten percent of that plant from from our solar PV system. So, um, so, so any anywhere where there is. Um, a huge amount of electricity consumption. So we don't tend to do offices or hotels just because uh, the space uh, is not conducive and and the energy intensity within the in the space is is not is not ideal. So we tend to 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 focus on those bigger kind of drinks manufacturers, food and beverages businesses. Um, and they consume a hell of a lot of electricity, right? Uh, yeah. Tesco's or Sainsbury's or Marks and Spencer's. Um, they consume a lot of energy because because they have um, chillers um, in place, and and you know, and they've got big rooftop spaces, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And is it is primarily UK focused at the moment, right? Yeah, it's a UK island fund. Mm-hmm. We had the mandate to go to um, to OECD countries. Um, we we always said we'd 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 start to to think about that in year two or year three. Fortunately, a lot of our customers in place right now are you know have pres- have a presence out in in europe and other places so so we, we've started that dialogue but again it's just having the right team right you can't you can't do that without having people in the market in in the location and so so you know that that eventually will be our next step so would you say in some ways like you could expand faster than you are but you're trying to do it through the right steps by right? because getting the right team in place first yep because i think a lot of people for example they think so much about expansion but then they can then run into problems. And there's so many examples of this in the past of where, say, for example, some of the supermarkets have tried to expand abroad, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the local teams understood the market there. And they then had to retreat and waste a lot of money. Yep. 
So is that something you're very consciously doing in terms of your planning? Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe, maybe it's in the subconscious rather than, you know, something that's conscious. But, you know, we, we all we all have a finite bandwidth, right? Right, And we're trying to build um, a fund here that, that's, uh, well, it is a permanent capital vehicle, right? So, mm-hmm. so the fund itself is, is, is an investment trust. So, so, so um, the capital stays within the fund forever. If an investor wants to sell out, they sell their shares on the stock market, right? Yeah. Just like any other stock. So, 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 the, so the, the very nature of the fund is that it, it, it's a long-term, highly contracted, fund. And what I mean by that is um, when we're selling electricity, we sell typically on a fixed basis. Mm. So so we don't have the same level of exposure to the merchant curve. We call it the merchant curve. The, the merchant curve is, is basically the spot market, the wholesale energy yeah. market. And that's dictated by the gas price, which is nothing to do with solar PV, right? Yeah. So, so our goal was to create a fund that, that is, is, is not correlated or exposed in, in a significant way to, to the merchant curve. Um, because we want to be out there for the long term, and 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 it's the same for our growth strategy, right? Like you know, we want to grow. Um, we want to grow. We're really really aggressive, but but we've got to do that in a really measured way. Yeah, and obviously it's important, right? Because if you're using people's like f- the funding you've got in place, yeah, then you don't want to just oh we need to spend it. It's got to be used in the right way. And like you said there as well that you wanted to deploy the capital in the first year, but it took a bit longer because so you made sure that you used it in the right way. And obviously yep. that's. At the end of the day, people rather that use the money correctly and make a return for them, then absolutely you spend it quickly, right? No, absolutely. That's that's one of the the, the you know we're we're really lucky. We've got some really really supportive shareholders. Um, when we came back, when we came back to the market after um, after our, our first full year's results, we had to say to them, look, well, you know, it's taking taking longer than we expected. A number of reasons, macro reasons, mm-hmm. but also um, other reasons. And um, the the investors uh, said said exactly that, right? We'd prefer you to spend the money sensibly than than just invest it for the yeah. sake of it. And so, so, so that gave us the, I guess the 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 you know the confidence um, to to do that. And yeah, I think we I think we invested everything by by April. So so mm. it was it was all good. And in the climate space generally as well, have you seen many organisations trying to help each other out? And what's that kind of system like? So let's say there's somebody else with an organisation right now that's in the climate space. Do you see many collaborations or how can that be fostered more? As as an investment advisor to a fund, you, you do get approached by lots of different organizations to sort of work together. And, and we do in some cases. It's just finding the right synergies. Yeah. You know, it's really simple. It's just, you know, there, there's got to be something in it for both. Um, and and we can't do everything, right? So, so like, we're very conscious about that. And sometimes there are ways to work with others. Um in general, I think um, the sort of climate or renewable energy industry in general could do probably a bit more. I'd, th- I'd say certainly from um, from a technology perspective. I think in this country, we were one of the first, right, to really pioneer, particularly wind and offshore wind. Uh, but but actually, if you think about the the actual number of companies, British companies, mm. kind of making wind turbines, it's not many at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's really dominated. To be fair, it's really only dominated by three or four companies anyway. But but um, but you know, this market was one of the first markets, and and in this country, we're blessed with a lot of wind, right? Like especially in the especially in the North Sea, and so so it is a, a natural place for us, I think, here to to do well. Now, there's other ways that you can you can do well, right? You don't actually have to um, be a British business to to be supportive to the economy, right? Yeah. Um, 
businesses outside of the UK setting up a factory in the UK helps the economy, right? It's not I it's not the perfect way of doing things, but it does help. It, it's great for employment, it's great for clustering, it's great for it's great for a number of things. But but I think what we could do better here is is um being more collaborative. And again, very cliche phrase, but um when when you are um when you are operating in clusters clusters being areas in in the world where or areas in a location where lots of businesses are set up like this is a classic cl case of a of a cluster right shortage yeah. you know very creative lots of people hanging out talking to each other working together it's the city of london the the most um the best example of a cluster right yeah finance businesses um and and all the ancillary businesses around that working together all within a square mile we could do that, right? We could do that here in the UK with renewable energy, uh, creating a cluster where where you can you can innovate and you can work together, and that's the only way that you 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 start um, an industry. Yeah, yeah. So that's amazing. And mm. we need to move into quick fire questions now because of yeah. timing. So first one, who are three British stations that you'd love to shout out that you think are doing incredible work? Who I really sort of admire is the the guys what they're doing, the the, the team out at um, Calside and seek the the SWAT teams. That's just fantastic, right? Like, I, I just think that brings our community up. Um, you know, it's so great to see um, young kids just out, um, you know, um, doing server, right? And and it, and it and it's not just about doing this sort of international humanitarian kind of work that that Calcite have been so successful at doing, but but also it's it's the the, the local teams, you know, whether it's in Ealing or in, in Common Garden or in in Victoria, you see you see young kids. Just helping out, and that—that's like that's just brilliant. Whenever I see that, I think that's just fantastic, and, and we should we should all be doing that. But but it, you know what it does do is it, it 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 opens people's minds. The amount of times that I've sat on a tube where someone just sat next to me and just said, you know, I know I know about you guys, or the amount of homeless people that have just stopped me and just said, you know, thanks thanks so much for for what you've done, and I've done nothing, right? Like, but they 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 see a seek. Yeah. With a turban, and and it and it it's uh, they they draw that link, and and for me that's that's just fantastic. And then the next question is: so if people listen right now want to like either reach out to you for advice or find out more about what you're doing, where should they go to? What what can they ask you? Yeah, look, I mean, um, I'm on LinkedIn. That's probably the only social media thing that I'm on. So happy for for anyone to um to reach out at a charter. We're we're trying to build our own initiative. Uh, that's to encourage uh, females into STEM subjects. So something that we're slowly starting to build up and, you know, I'd like to, to push that initiative this year, particularly. So uh, particularly in that niche. So so if, if there's anyone in that in that particular category that is interested in the STEM subjects that needs help, whether it's mentoring or, or otherwise, then please do reach out. And then on the other side, is anything that you need help with right now that our trial team needs help with? Yeah, it's just in our own hands, right? Like, you know, we're, 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 I think we're doing okay. Um, you know, it's, it's always, it's always great to, to hear from, from potential customers that, that have an energy need in, in what we do. Um, and, and that's solving energy problems. So, so happy to hear from, from anyone in that, in that space, but particularly those in those kind of high energy intense businesses. So thanks so much for coming on. No worries. Hello, hello everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It means a huge amount to us. And we don't think you realise how important you are. Because if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you leave us a five-star review, it makes a world of difference. And if you believe in what we're trying to do here, to inspire, connect and guide the next generation British Asians, if you do those things, you can help us achieve that mission. And you can help us make a bigger impact. 
And by doing that, it means we can get bigger guests, we can host more events, we can do more for the community. So you can play a huge part. So thank you so much for supporting us.